archaeologists with artifacts. This is our Indiana Jones podcast. All right, welcome to Previously Recorded. I am your host, as always, RP, and this episode of Previously Recorded is brought to you by Totally Tease. If you need a shirt and you don't have one, call Totally Tease. They'll, they'll get, get it done. done. All right. <laughs> and if Christ, and if you you heard those magnificent voices in sync, that is because we are back in the studio together for the first time uh, since what to do during the during your quarantine. Um, so those voices are uh, Bob and Shane. Welcome back. I still recording don't in person. that Shane was delayed earlier it's on bullshit. the other recordings. It's bullshit. Because I would watch him smile and then late say, no, they'll I, get it done. I smile because I'm like, oh, my part's coming up. This is fun. <laughs> <laughs> I really love this jingle that we made up by accident. Yeah, we had like three that same day. Uh, I made a ton because we were eating those wings. I hated my life. Yeah. But we are very, very excited to welcome to the podcast for the first time ever. He is a uh, longtime caller, first time listener. That's not uh, how that's that's not how it goes anyway. Um, Brian, uh, Brian, brother of Bob, welcome to Previously Recorded. What's up, morons? First time, long time. <laughs> <laughs> how does it feel to be referred to as Brian, brother of Bob, as if you are in the Bible? Uh. It- it feels pretty good. I wish you would list who beget who and, you know, go on. Yeah, I was going to say, it begat by <laughs> Kathy and Ron. Who I, begat Jennifer? Who begat? I could say, um, it's the number one fuck boy. But Brian, welcome. Yeah, we. Uh, Brian's been a, a loyal listener from the very beginning. Uh, he is not the one that coined Recordiacs. Wait, he's he's even the one that was watching Game of Thrones episodes. He was he listening. He doesn't watch. He Game was of listening to Game of Thrones episodes. Has never watched an episode of Game of Thrones in his life. That's loyalty. That's respect. What yeah. you guys don't realize is that at my job, I just listen to podcasts all day long. And we are your number one That's podcast. A, it's a solid thing for you to do. I now in quarantine have been listening to podcasts, but I'm also doing a, you know, loyal Senate work. And uh, yes, we're all senators. Yeah. Everyone anybody, anybody who doesn't want their occupation as close as a senator. <laughs> And uh, we had one person figure out that. <laughs> uh, and uh, I, I find that I like get distracted because I've been listening to it and we've pitched this, I think, on every podcast since the quarantine started, the Scrubs podcast. Mm-hmm. Have you listened to that, Bri? I have. Yeah. I'm a I'm a huge fan. It's oh, awesome. Yeah. Are you a fan? Oh, uh, yeah. It's a great show. It easily has the best. Uh, intro song of any podcast that I've listened oh to. Oh my god. I was just going to say incredible. that. The reason alone to listen is for that and it's made me want to jazz up ours. I'm like thinking about one of my friends is like a legit like musician. All right, first off, they had Charlie Puth do theirs. So unless you have a fucking legit recording person. Uh, my friend Ty, shout out to Kingsley, check out his music. I mean, he does his thing. I mean, I, I've thought about it, but I was like, I got to pay oh, him. I was does, like, we don't even make money to begin with. He does, so he does like, his our, thing. Did he write the song that memorialized Paul Walker? Because that's what Charlie Puth did. Uh, he had a song called, like, It's Been a Long Day, like, Without You, My Friend. No, <laughs> it's been just a long day. Um, but, yeah, so uh, on the current trend, we are at our third Indiana Jones recording, and we have brought Brian on to talk specifically about uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Pause for Indiana Jones theme song.
Yeah, so we are in yeah. our uh, third week of Indiana Jones, and um, it's kind of been starting every episode. Anything new with you guys? Uh, all right, so Outer Banks on Netflix. I know it's like a teen drama. I'm five episodes in. You love it? I fuck with it because it's not. It's not like all right. So you know what it is, and and this is going to be fucking like a bad a bad analogy for people who hate Riverdale, which I now I I have since the first season. The first season of Riverdale is a really good season because it's like a whodunit type thing. And it's only 13 episodes, which is a thing that we've talked about, I think, before with CW shows is that like the first seasons are always good because they're short. And then once they become 22 episodes, it's just like this is too much. It's Mm -hmm. all like filler. I'm five episodes in and it's like it's almost like a Scooby-Doo type show set in this Outer Banks world that they create, which I've also never been to Outer Banks, so I don't know how like realistic it is. It's probably a lot. But of, I was told that it's good. Murder. I, I, no, it's not even that much murder. It's just the idea that it's like there's very rich people there oh, and there's yeah. very poor people there. So it's like the locals who live there year round and the Those rich people who everywhere. are there uh, for their second homes. Okay. And I don't know if that's legitimate or not. What's that? You said there's very rich people there and very poor people there. So I said it sounds like everywhere. <laughs> yes but uh the very rich people there aren't there year round and that's the difference that's fair i think that's fair that's fair uh, what i've been watching uh i just finished uh afterlife season two today uh ricky gervais's show it's really good it's kind of depressing but it's pretty good yeah i gave up on the first season after like three episodes it's t- it's it's not easy i mean i think it's easy i love ricky gervais and that made me prompt to watch his his comedy special um, oh my god yeah that's great that's watch great that. um so brian anything what have you been up to uh working <laughs> uh as far as yeah. like tv uh dave is a great show on on fx or fx yeah I've, I've i've heard how great uh dave is with little dicky have you watched it like it's good yeah, it's really good, actually. Like, you you expect it to be, you know, kind of goofy and him uh, joking around about his dick and stuff like that. But then it actually, like, there are really good episodes and they do you gotta love that. a lot of weird shit on there, too. And then in the same channel, uh, What We Do in the Shadows is great, too. Which last season had a really oh. great ending. The movie is great, but the TV show is also really good. Yeah, I, have, I haven't checked it out. I'm a big fan of the movie, uh, but I haven't checked the TV show out yet. So that's cool. And Shane, anything new with you, bud? Not really. Uh, I've been doing this thing where I get home from work and then I just kind of like accidentally go on TikTok for like five hours and then I go all to bed. days at the Senate. Yeah. Dude, dude, TikToks? You can't be on TikTok. Why? Because I feel like nine hundred percent of the people on TikTok are underage. No, no. See, hey, they do this thing where. Yeah, I feel like you have to be like seventeen to record a TikTok, and that's scary. So you you like control what kind of videos you see. So like if if like the Shane weird, like, said sixteen and yeah, under, I was, gonna, I was gonna say it, but I right. I bailed out. So if you you like videos that you want to see more of, and if a video comes up that you don't like, you, you like you get rid so of it. You just so pound, now all I have the toddler button. All I have is like dark humor <laughs> shit. Okay, and then I check my phone. I don't have notifications I for refu- TikTok, and I have like twenty five <laughs> messages from fucking Jane. I refuse Jane. to get a TikTok. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I won't get one. People send me TikToks, and I'll watch like the yeah. whatever I can see on like the clip. But that's it. All right, so let's get into Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Now, pause for the music. back 
All right, so and pause again for Sean Connery introduction. Junior, I'm back. That wasn't a bad Sean, impression. Can you do a Sean Connery? I used to. I don't know that I still can. And all you really have to say for the movie is Junior. Junior. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Indiana Jones and the uh, Last Crusade came out in uh, 1989. Uh, the it's about the intrepid explorer Indiana Jones sets out to rescue his father, a medievalist who has vanished while searching for the Holy Grail. Following clues in the old man's notebook, Indy arrives in Venice, where he enlists the help of a beautiful academic, but they are not the only ones who are on the trail. And some sinister old enemies soon come out of the woodwork. That is a shit description of the movie. I hate every one of these descriptions. I wish you wouldn't do them. (laughs) Can I just say before you move on, watching that part of it where he reads the description... And, you know, Shane and Bob just kind of smiling to each other like two proud dads watching their son read for the first time. Just beautiful. <laughs> it was it's me. It's not always easy, It man. was me looking at Shane because it's the first one we've done together since quarantine. Looking at him and, and mouthing, I fucking hate that he does this. <laughs> Shane agreeing and then both of us laughing about it. It you takes guys, like 15 minutes. Shut the fuck up. I know. It's just, they're always, I, it's, I'm guessing it's IMDb, right? No, it's just whatever pops up. But it's like always the worst description of the movie. It's terrible. It's like, oh, Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom. In this adventure, Indy starts off in an Asian thing. And by the end of it, uh, the blonde girl fucks a camel. So here's (laughs) Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom. There's a a podcast I listened to that used to be called Everything's Coming Up Simpsons. And now it's called Round Springfield. But they used to have people come Mm -hmm. on and talk about their favorite episode of The Simpsons. And they would pull the description from Wikipedia and just read it cold on the podcast. And sometimes it was so bad, it would just be like, Homer's son, Bart, gets into a wild adventure. That's it. <laughs> that's that's what every description of an A.I. Jones movie apparently sounds like. So, yeah, this one is, uh, you know, off the cusp, really good. Before we start anything else, because I, I actually had this question in my head and i refused to look it up because i knew you would and uh bro you weren't all you, you haven't been able to listen to any of the indiana jones ones yet mm. but for raiders of lost ark we fucking just roast this, rp this was part of the reason why i looked at you too bro because i thought you were going to ask but I, yeah. I wanted to ask it. we we roasted rp because he was like this came, this film came in under budget and was recorded on time and we were like all right that sucks but whatever but for this one I, like literally, as I was watching the beat, not yet necessarily the opening, but early on in the movie, I was like, "This is definitely a bigger budget." <laughs> yeah, like the water scene in Venice, I was like, "This is this is fucking big money right here. Mm-hmm. This is a big time production." And I've been to Universal Studios of Disney where they show you that when like they fire the gun, they have the explosives in the water. Yep, and you can see and I that can for see sure. The fucking explosives in the water. I, I pointed like, that this out. Is big, this is big money production right here. Do you have the price of the film? So. <clears throat> and where does it stand compared to the others? <clears throat> this film cost $48 million to make, which is $20 million more than uh, The Temple of Doom and $30 million more than Raiders of the Lost Ark. It also brought in $474.2 million, which at the time is the largest grossing Indiana Jones movie. And it also, also opened to $5.6 million on opening day on a Wednesday which at the time shattered records as well. Wait, so they open on a Wednesday? Uh, this, this, this film did open up on a Wednesday. One fact, so, I said this movie was released May 24th, 1989, which is actually my wife's birthday. Not oh, that she'd ever listen to this. God. So 
are we saying that Ashley is somehow, or it, the the Last Crusade is somehow responsible for Ashley becoming the person that she is? I'd say absolutely not, because she watched it with me and fell asleep. Definitely not into this movie. <laughs> that is the best answer I could have asked for. Oh, and the fact that you are now getting on delay makes it so much funnier to me. Yeah. I saw you start talking. I was like, oh my God, this is going to be great news. And he's like, uh, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. So this movie uh, opens up and it's kind of confusing. This is not, this is all I, all I, and yes, it is confusing if you're not, If you haven't seen it before, it's confusing. This opening sequence is fucking leaps and bounds better than that shitty fucking anything goes sequence from the Temple of Doom. Yep. So I watched like three. Uh, Did anybody? It seems like it changes tone back to the first movie. This one. One hundred percent. The second movie seems like an entirely different franchise. Yep. It, it uh, breaks so the formula this... of everything they do in the first movie, and this movie goes back to the formula of Indiana Jones on an adventure at the beginning, even though it's a flashback. Then he's in the classroom, finds out about something else going on, goes off on that adventure, you know, and then... 100%. Yeah, I, I love that. Um... So my exact notes for, for the opening sequence. So for, if you haven't seen it, the opening sequence is young Indiana Jones Played by River Phoenix, uh, may he rest in peace, on an adventure with, what are the Cub Scouts? I knew he looked familiar. I guess, like Boy Scouts of America, some type of scouting thing, and it's very much like young Indy, like super young Indy. You can tell that, like, his, he um, watched Raiders of the Lost Ark, he kind of, like, followed that. And so I, my exact notes were reminiscent of Raiders, <laughs> but also provides something to the Indy story. So as opposed to Temple, which is like, here, here's an opening sequence, which is doing something. This provides somebody in the story because now you explain the hat, you explain the whip, and you, you explain, explain the... Harrison Ford's scar, uh-huh. and you explain why he's as smart as he is. Because when he runs into his house after he gets back off the train and everything that happens, he runs into his dad, and his dad's like, not now, because he's reading and he's like, say it in Latin, and count to ten, count to ten in Latin, like all that stuff just explains so much why Indy is the way he is. Well, I have two things about that because it seems like very much George Lucas to try and explain things that aren't explained in the original of a series. Like it's super on, on par with the Star Wars films where you're kind of retroactively explaining mm-hmm. like this is how he got this this outfit. This is why he uses this weapon, et cetera, et cetera. But then did anybody else think it was weird that like in the credits it said real big Sean Connery? And then in the flashback, they don't show Sean Connery like it's supposed to be a big reveal later. I just found that strange. I um, I put in here, he doesn't show up until the 48-minute mark. Maybe that was because they didn't want him to look as old as he does later in the movie. Because like, obviously they didn't have like the CGI to make him look Yeah, I, he was probably a very old-looking Sean Connery. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say it's yeah. also possible that Sean Connery was like, yeah, I'm not fucking doing makeup. <laughs> <laughs> um, Makeup's for girls. Mm-hmm. All right, that's so bad. if that's I yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's a really bad accent. Fuck me. My first, my first note that I took in the entire movie, yeah. I said, "Of course, the fat kid falls off the horse." <laughs> <laughs> so then I go, "Fake Kurt Russell?" Question mark? Because for the a solid seven or eight minutes, I was convinced that the leading, like I don't know what you want to call them, grave robbers or whatever they were, 
that that main guy with the hat was Kurt Russell. I was like, they fucking got Kurt Russell for this? And then they showed him, like, full face, like, ah, it's not Kurt Russell. You got me. <laughs> you got me, Spielberg. I mentioned to this for you already. I, I was getting Russell Crowe vibes. Yeah. The first thing I wrote down was, discount Russell Crowe gives Indy his hat. <laughs> then I went, funny how quick his opinions on snakes changes. Yeah. Like, yeah. he goes, ah, you snakes. Fucking, it's just a snake. And then all of a sudden, it's, I fucking hate snakes forever from here on out. I mean, if you fell into yep. a giant pit of snakes. That's what's funny about watching it with my wife, Ashley, is the two things she said in that opening uh, was, uh, is Sean Connery going to talk like he's American? And I was like, no, he's Sean Connery. He's going to be Sean Connery in this movie. Yeah. And then uh, she goes, I thought he was afraid of snakes. And I'm like, oh, they're about to explain that. Yeah, he's going to be afraid of snakes in three minutes. Don't worry. So, how many times have you guys seen this film? Last Crusade is probably my fourth. Like, in... in, in... Start to finish. Yeah. All right. How about you, Brian? Uh, Probably, like, a handful. I definitely have seen Raiders more, but I've definitely mm-hmm. seen this more than uh, Temple of Doom. Well, that's because Temple of Doom sucked. And uh, one of the things that uh, Spielberg actually said was, this he made one of the main reasons why he made this is because he felt like he wanted to apologize to the fans for Temple of Doom. He said that uh, one of the quotes he said was really nothing in that film represents me, and he said it was so dark, it was uh, horrific, it was it was brash. Um, so this was kind of why when you you know you exactly point out back to back to form of Raiders uh, because Temple of Doom was so so off key of what made Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, just like the movie that we all love uh, today. Um, so, you know, we all, I think we all agree that, you know, it, right from the start, we can tell, all right, we know what we're getting. We're getting uh, good old fashioned indie from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Which, so, so one of the things that Brian Marvel, who was on uh, the uh, Raiders of the, the Lost Ark episode, Raiders, yeah. talked about was that, uh, and I never really thought of it this way until he said it, like, indie as an adult, is really big on, like, he's not doing this. I mean, Temple of Doom touches upon, like, fame and glory, fame and glory. He's not recovering most of these things for the, the, the because they, they deserve to be in a certain spot. He wants the money that he's going to get by bringing them back to the university and being able to put those things in the university's museum. But as, as Brian and I know from The Whitest Kids You Know, which is a yeah. great the second River Phoenix was like, this belongs in a museum. I was like, oh, here we go. Oh, that's the best. <laughs> I just smiled at that point because that's all I was thinking. Like, because I knew that line was coming. And that's like my, one of the greatest encapsulations of the character of Indiana Jones is, uh, and then you just throw, and it's basically the same line from the whitest kids, you know, like they're dead and all of their descendants <laughs> are dead, which is just such a dark response. It's it's I it's interesting to hear a kid who is what is it let's just say he's fourteen at that point sure. screaming this belongs in a museum like so I no. sent I sent the video to Shane and RP because I mean I I think I sent it with the caption you need to watch this because there's a guarantee that my brother and I reference it oh absolutely yeah. you wouldn't bring it up I was like because the wise kids you know bit is like they're auction it's at an auction he's like. This guitar belonged to Peter Frampton, and it's the, co- the guitar that he famously says, like, do you feel like I do? And and then Indiana and then Jones stands up, and he's like, that guitar belongs to Indiana Jones' family. And he's like, his family are dead. 
And he's like, then it belongs in a museum. He's like, Mr. Jones, sit down. And that's the extent of the entire yeah, thing. It's like a 15-second sketch, but it's hilarious. That's funny. Which I definitely recommend checking out The Whitest Kids You Know. If you, even if you just fall through the wormhole on YouTube of, you know, the Abraham Lincoln assassination. Oh, that um, one's great. The, the jerk-off motion and all that kind of stuff. Motion. I love the, the, the Call of Duty Call one. Call of Duty one. He's like, Liam's a liar. He was even there. <laughs> That's a good one. Where he's just um, yelling at his mom. <laughs> but uh, back to the movie, one of the things that I found was was really interesting and um, kind of like cool because I've only seen this movie uh, maybe twice before this rewatch, and that was one of the reasons why I was so excited to rewatch because I, I know I have this love for the Last Crusade, uh, so it was good to revisit. But in that opening scene where we have fake Indy, we also have fake Belloc, and it was just like I know it it wasn't exactly it was supposed to be uh, an a guy, yeah. a wealthy man, but he was resembling Belloc a lot. I, no, well, I think that what they were, I, I understand what you're saying. I think that they were trying, I think, I, I mean, Steven Spielberg, feel free to tweet us at previously recorded. I know you listen. So just like, let us know what your actual thoughts were at the time. But I think it was just this, this whole flip the switch situation where like generally the white guys, or the white guys, the, the people <laughs> who wear white are good. Yeah. Which and the is- people who wear dark colors are bad. Yeah. Andy never wears light colors. He mm-hmm. always wears that beat up vest or yeah. that beat up jacket, the dark hat. And so like the bad guys in these movies always wear light colors, which Donovan does too. I just wrote uh white suits equal bad guy. Yeah. If, if it's an indie movie and you're wearing a light color, you're yeah. the bad guy. Yeah. And so I don't think that it was necessarily, it was definitely a Belloc like callback, but that guy shows up again. Mm-hmm. And then that was my next note, which is the explosion of that ship is fucking unbelievable. Yeah. Well, and uh, Indy, to survive a fu- almost getting kicked, his ass kicked for stealing stuff off a ship, just jumps into the fucking stormy waters with no other plan, and then somehow he's fine. No big deal. So the explosion... But before we get to the explosion, I want to run through how fucking crazy that train was. Like, first off, he, he's, he's, he, he goes through everything. The giraffes are fake as shit, which has made me laugh. Uh, he tames a lion, gets the scar, and then he runs from that train all the way home. He ran far as fuck. Was, but we also talked about the white dark suits on our uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark episode. I was wondering what the hell he was thinking getting on the train. Because like he gets on, they just get on right after him, and he does like some weird juke move around them. Yeah. And then he's, he's just, little. Like, where are you going to go? Like, the train's going to end, idiot. <laughs> so now we're on the boat. We're caught up to where uh, Bob brought us. It's still and the cross of Coronado or whatever it is, right? It's the same guy that he, he got same, it from. Yeah, same motherfucker in white, but that's he's a big guy. So I have two notes about this boat. It says, double punch in all exclamation points, in all caps, and then TNT on a boat? That's just careless. But it, like, like you said, Bob, uh, he just jumps right into the water without a care. After he gets the the uh, the diamond yeah, like, or whatever, I like when he jumped into the water. My immediate thought was, there's going to be salvage for him somewhere. Like there's another boat. There's something that he's going to jump onto. He knows somebody. And I've seen this movie and I did not remember this part. And there was just nothing. He just jumped into the fucking wide open water. And then when the boat exploded, he got a life, like a lifesaver, because that's what they're called. Because I've had the snack, but it just didn't make sense to me. That whole boat, the, the explosion is so gigantic. Yeah, it is. But it also did make me, like, it was just like Raiders of the Lost Ark. I mean, he's more of an action hero, but 
Just Shane doing Shane things. The chair was uncomfortable, and I'm pulling up the lazy boy. Shane, and I thought it would be funny to make as much noise as possible. Shane just straight up said, fuck this normal chair. I'm going to grab this recliner and pull it to the table. Yeah, my ass falling asleep. Mid you guys case. both get the good computer chairs, and I always get stuck with shit. I was the last one here to know. That's your chair. I'm not fucking with the dynamic. <laughs> he basically it. just pulled that scene in Men in Black where Will Smith is taking the test. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what that just was. <laughs> just screeches the, the fucking weird chair up so you can take the test, which I respect that, actually. I mean, obviously, the Men in Black do, too, because they hired him. But, like, in retrospect, now that I'm older, I'm like, dude, that guy is taking this seriously. He doesn't want to be in a bubble chair. Anyway. Let's jump. Let's jump to, the, let's jump to the, the college scene. So I said my the only thing I had about that was, okay, we're back to Indy normally, uh, exactly like Raiders of the Lost Ark, which is how it should be. It should be like uh, these serials, it, like like they love, where it's this guy doing one thing and then he goes off and does his mission. But I was just flummoxed by the amount of students in his fucking all right, let's go, all right, let's go back. They all still want to fuck him, too. Yeah, they do. I wrote that down. They did not close their eyes this time. And Bri, you watch Raiders? Yeah, I've seen Raiders where she writes on, on her eyes that she loves him, on her and, eyelids. But he's a piece of shit professor. He's like, so, he walks so in, right? He's fucking boring as fuck. Nobody slams an apple on his desk this time because they're like, no, dude, you suck. I was waiting for it. I was hoping it Then happened. fucking Marcus comes in. He's like, oh, yeah, I got stuff for you. And he's like, all right, I'm going to have normal office hours for the next hour and a half. He goes in. His office is fucking jam-packed with students, mm-hmm. which either tells me that he's never available for office hours <laughs> or they all need a lot of help because he's not doing a good job. His secretary comes up and she goes, you still have to grade these term papers. He's all oh, okay. Make a list, and he's fucking piece of shit to his secretary. He's kind of a womanizer, but we'll get back to that later. Because kind Elsa, of, he grabs the term papers. <laughs> he goes into his office, which is basically a janitor's closet. Like if he's that big of a deal to the professor or to the university, why does he have a t- tiny, tiny? I office? don't think he is that big of a deal. I think he's a big deal to the students who want. But Marcus runs the university. I thought. No, he runs. Marcus runs the museum. Marcus, I was wondering about more. I was like. What's the deal with Marcus? I wrote down, um, is Marcus, like, his Alfred? So I was like, I didn't understand It's that. basically what he, it's basically. If that's the case, he's the worst Alfred ever. Like, I literally said out loud when he climbed out the window, they can all see him. Because they show that his door is glass. <laughs> like, people can see through the door. So, like, they see Wait, him going through the window. He says, I'm going to have office hours for an hour and a half. He gets in his office, he has papers to grade, and a line of people at the door, and he goes, fuck this, I'm climbing out the window. <laughs> like, that dude sucks. Like, I'd hate to have him. And then, to jump forward, he goes, my dad was a history professor or whatever, or a theology professor, whatever he says he was. He goes, the one that students wishes wish they didn't have. And I was like, dude, I wish I didn't have you. You can't talk shit about your dad for being boring. You just leave. And then you go on these fucking six-month adventures. Yeah, they never specify how long his trips are, and how does he keep his job? He must have tenure. Yeah, there's a, unless his trips last from December 15th until January 12th, or they last from May 5th until, like, fucking August 27th. I need dates. Maybe he's one of those Steven professors Spielberg. with tenure where he can just kind of fuck off and they can't do anything <laughs> about it. Wow. Yeah, I mean... What were you going to say, Based on the movies, I said the same thing about tenure, but based on the movies, like literally everyone he ever interacts with knows him as Dr. Jones. 
So unless he's like the most widely published person ever, he's he must be like infamous. So of course the university wants him there. Yeah, maybe he's like a draw. We're gonna we're gonna jump ahead. I want to jump ahead real quick, and I'm not gonna say anything like crazy right now. But like we know Indiana isn't his real name. How are the like? Is he putting Indiana on his job applications? Mm-hmm. I they're just letting it go. If, if he's going by Indiana, then yeah. Like that's all right because like is really even Salah, like Joe, it's Henry, it's Henry, it's he's Henry. junior. Did you watch the movie? <laughs> yeah. Like Wait, week. did you just say that his name was Joe Jones? Is that what you? That's a generic, what? That was a what's generic his real white guy name? name. It, wait, what's Indiana Jones? Indiana Jones is real name Joe Jones? <laughs> That's just a generic white guy name. I was trying to make a joke, and I said, oh, what's his name? Like, fucking Joe or something? Because that's a generic white guy name. And then you guys go, oh, you fucking idiot. You think his name is Joe Jones? because <laughs> <laughs> Joe Jones is so dumb. All right, wait. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's when Bob was like, oh, who found the Ark of the Covenant? Oh, it was Joe Jones. This is, is Joey Jones, So you know? we have me, Bob, and Brian to confirm that you were like, what's his name? Joe Jones? Yeah, before the sabotage happened, that was the last thing I heard was <laughs> Joe Jones. I hate you guys. We have verification from a dude at an external site. You this is, said Joe Jones. This is this is uh, Fresh Prince all over again. Oh my sure. god, this dude will never... I just want to go on record as saying Fresh Prince is a good show. Oh, it is. Is it a top three draft pick? And I know, Shane, you don't have to make your argument. You've heard it enough. I fucked you up because I drafted Scrub second overall, which was a fucking reach. I should have just fucked you by taking cheers. Like, honestly, you could have. Honestly, but, like, I know that I... But, like, you can't argue that that was a good choice. I don't. I'm just saying, <laughs> I don't. If, if you got the Mel Kuyper of you guys drafting TV shows, Fresh Prince is not a first round pick, but he's not getting a failing grade for that. No, it's 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 the Jalen Rager of wide receivers in the first round. <laughs> <laughs> so um, basically, for hey, Howie Roseman. Of the Eagles, you are just as shitty of a drafter as Shane. Shane, I'd rather you draft our football team, if that makes you feel any better. Um, and back into the uh, Joe Jones and the Last Crusade. All right, um, so yeah, so the, the where we're at, where we're picking up is he fucking leaves. So he goes He to, gets picked up by the guys. Which is ominous as fuck, and I don't know how that isn't like a, a precursor. It's a, obviously a precursor that this guy is a bad guy. And then he goes to Donovan. But this is what I have to say. What psychopath has a black tie event in broad daylight? Listen, I don't know what rich people do. I've never claimed to be rich. That's true. I'll never be rich. Bri, you have a bald head right now, so you are the closest to a rich person that we know. Because <laughs> the richest guy I, I like know Daddy is like Warbucks. Like, yeah, exactly. Like Daddy Warbucks, Lex Luthor. Like Adopt me. Please. What, what do the What do the rich do? Is is a normal in the middle of the day situation normal? Olive is making an appearance in the podcast, but probably not. I'm going to sit feeling. here and pet my dog ominously <laughs> as she breathes heavily into the microphone. I can hear and I love it. <laughs> I, I mean, it seemed like a fundraising thing. It, didn't they say yeah. he donated a lot of money? I didn't feel weird about the event to the to the extent where like it's just weird that it was broad daylight. It's just like like it was. It's weird that it's happening at his house. That he seems to be, you know, but you know what? Like it, they're not doing it at the museum or something like that. Seems strange, but. You know what I think? I guess made he wanted to okay. show off his private collection. 
you know what I think made it okay for me? Was that, like, his wife chimed in. Yeah. And was like, hey, honey, like, you need to be out with everybody else. I was like, oh, this is just a normal family affair. Come join the other Nazis. But, like, so, all right, so we don't know that yet, RP. Spoiler alert. At this point, we don't know. Spoiler alert, they're all Nazis. So that he he uncovers the stone. And now, and, Bri, again, you weren't there for for the Raiders episode, so you don't. This is my biggest question. Does this motherfucker need glasses or not? Because I can't deal with the fact, and Marvel is like, oh, it's like a Clark Kent situation. But he literally is already in Superman mode if he's getting called into a black tie affair, and he puts his glasses on so he can read the fucking stone. Well, there's two things here. One, he gets picked up, you know, from, from work unprepared. But two, God glasses. it looks like it's just reading glasses. And I know it doesn't check out because when he's looking at the binder, I mean... It, looking at the diary, he doesn't wear it. Looking at the fucking shield, he doesn't wear it. Or, like, the, the carving of the shield later on, he doesn't wear it. Which would make sense because he's in dark space. Like, I don't I don't like I mean, the... to be fair, he's looking at, what, like a thousand-year-old stone carved in a different language? But when so he's that looking, looks perfect. That old guy's shield, he doesn't wear his glasses. Like, what, what I want to... Who is... Listen, Steven Spielberg tweeted us, who is Indiana Jones' optometrist? Because I want to know what his <laughs> eyesight is like. What do you have to... I think it'd be funny if he pulled his glasses out constantly. So, like, anytime he did anything... Like, like in the middle of a fight. Yeah. Oh! I'm curious to see uh, how many times they're whipped out in Crystal Skull. Because I've only seen that movie once. I'm curious to see. I want to see a lot of things whipped out in Crystal Skull. (laughs) Hey-o! Brian, when's the last time you watched Crystal Skull? We have not rewatched it. I've never seen Crystal Skull. But all I know about the Crystal Skull is from what people had told me about reasons why not to see the movie. And the biggest one being that there's like aliens involved is that there's like strange religious, spiritual things happening in these movies. Not so much in Temple of Doom, but like these things that can't be explained. So how are aliens any different than people melting because they look at the Ark of the Covenant or I remember leaving, and I'm probably the person that you're you're, you're referencing. I saw Christmas Skull in the theaters mm-hmm. with so Scotty Kret and saying, like, that was fucking dumb, that was ridiculous, uh, there was aliens. And then I realized, re- re-watching the Indian movies, like, I wasn't paying attention the first time around. That, like, aliens are not that far-fetched. Exactly, it's not that, that far removed from everything and, else. And I think I, I was just so out of touch with because at that point, it was... There's when, magic... When did Crystal Skull come out? 2008? Yeah, so 2008, yeah. there's no Netflix for me to just go watch. Oh, let me rewatch the three before I watch Crystal Skull. It was just like, I remember Indy. I remember all this stuff. I know Ark of the Covenant, their faces melt. I know all that shit. And, uh... You have to go into these movies with some disbelief. Like, throw was, every logic, everything out the window. For whatever reason at the time, like, Aliens made, was fucking too much. Religion was fine. Yeah, Apparently, in my head, religion. Yeah, of course. If you're gonna look at the Ark of the Covenant, you're gonna. Of course, if you drink from the wrong. Uh, of course, if you drink from Jesus's cup. Yeah, you, lo- you drink from the wrong grail. You're but going aliens, to die. Don't wait, get me started. What is this? The Mayans. So, like, in retrospect, and I realized that after the fact that that was wrong, but I still haven't. I don't think I've seen Crystal Skull in. Eight years, I think nine I've years. Seen it. Well, tune in next week to hear our take on Crystal Skull. Um, cool. So let's jump back. So the rest from this point on, I for the next 10, 15 minutes, I don't have that big a problem. I have a couple things with really anything. I like that they showed 
from their flight to uh, map, Venice. That map they, map that, montages are back. Is exactly yeah, what my travel, notes said. They always travel by map. But they yeah. did it in Temple of Doom. And in Raiders They of traveled the, by uh, Life Rift in Temple of Doom. In Raiders of the Lost Ark, he jumped from uh, wherever he was all the way to Nepal nonstop. This one, they showed him stopping in Newfoundland. Yeah, they Spain. They, they, how, much, how much can a plane in 19... 19- 42 38 30, 38 yeah it's still pre-40 how, how much can a plane hold gas because they stop a lot and then they go a really long time and then they stop a lot again well i, I like that because it, it puts that if, if we're talking a lot about make this is this shouldn't even be in our fucking heads they're, they're drinking from the art from the fucking no the, the i top. need precision from fucking geographics need to be so where? my next two notes are map montages are back and I know they had it in Temple of Doom, but it wasn't good enough for me. They had a really brief one when they leave Shanghai or whatever. And then the next one is Dr. Schneider. Elsa wins as hottest indie girl. So I said that to Audra, and she said, no. She's like, I think she's the worst. And I said, are you serious? She's Elsa, the hottest one. Was, right. she, was she the one that, that, to her, he says, I don't like fast women? Yes. Because I wrote that down. I was like, did he just call her a hoe? Bri, your thoughts. So you have Marion, you have <clears throat> Billy... You have Elsa. Who is the hottest indie girl? Well, my whole thing was how quickly it jumps from, like, uh, well, first there's, like, you were saying the problem with sexism in these movies, which I laughed at, because it's it's not, like, a small problem. It's it's constant. Oh, it's like big. I have notes, like, frequently throughout. Indie is gripping that's, her up pretty hard is, like, a quote that I wrote probably seven times. That's an indie, <laughs> that's an indie thing, <laughs> But like the fact that that they do the whole like oh I wonder who this guy is this this doctor I can't wait to meet him and they real really lean hard into this guy doctors and then can't she's be like, girls oh, I'm a woman <laughs> but then when they get into the the library with it, it's kind of like a big jump um, I don't have any issues with any of this the only but thing before I have, they, the before only... they get into the library it gets like super date rapey. <laughs> where he's like, "Oh, look, I stole this flower for you." Yep. And yeah. he's like trying to all of his lines. Your flowers need my. But what I have when when you know obviously they discover the the one, the three, and the X. When he goes up, the books behind Indy are fake as shit. It's literally. Yeah, I didn't even notice like, that. Oh my god, it's so. Well, fake. before we even get into anything else, before because yeah. Doctor Schneider is going to take a turn. Spoiler alert. My exact note was: she's the girl from National Treasure before her time. Yeah. Like, that's exactly who she reminds me of, yep. is the girl from National Treasure. That's spot on. But you'd never see Nicolas Cage, like, falling over himself? No, because, well, and that, that because actually... Nicolas Cage couldn't pull off, like, the smoothness of, you know, like, the Indiana Jones character. That actually like, bothers he... me, because in Raiders, he leaves Marion, like, to die, basically, because he wants the Covenant. And then in Temple of Doom... Indy changes. Temple of Doom kind of his relationship with women is very strange. And I think and as then, as a character, he changes a lot because there's this different. I just there's a different feeling from Raiders to this, where his confidence in terms of uh, action stuff is he isn't like kind of uh, like oh fuck like in, in these two movie in this movie he's just like. I know exactly what I'm doing. Like, like he's just super confident in everything that he does. He, he goes up against somebody. He doesn't think he's going to lose. He doesn't have, even have that thought that he's going to lose. He just, he just does it. He's super confident, kicks ass. And so, yeah, that, I feel like there's a big change in Indy from uh, Indy 1. Well, yeah, look, I, I agree with you. It seems like the only time he has that, like, exasperated lack of confidence type thing 
in this movie is when his it involves his dad. Like when he has to rescue his dad and his dad is just thoroughly unimpressed with him constantly. Like, oh, you just took down a tank full of Nazis. You just basically, you know, defeated an entire battalion. And then, you know, uh, basically Sean Connery is like, what are you doing sitting there? We got to keep going. Yep. Yeah, exa- exactly. And he's like, we have to go back to Berlin to get to my book. And then I, I just, like, and one of the other things I had, it's like, Indy wouldn't have gone, like, if this was like the Raiders of the Lost Ark, and I know Marion and his dad are, it's completely different, but he would have went back, like, he left Marion for the arc, where I feel like Indy would have left. It's different to see him not leave his dad over the, the chalice, over the, well, I, I think some of that too also, which I'm jumping ahead a little bit, I think he really has no interest in the the Holy Grail. He's more just after his dad. So I think that plays, that plays into that. So where are we at as far as the library goes? Oh, uh, we we were kind of, we kind of diverted. I was going to say, let's jump back to the library. So let's go. You said you, he sees the numbers, right? I had, I had, I wanted to bring something up. Well, um, because I don't remember, was it this movie or was it Temple of Doom? It had to, it would have had to be this movie. So for listeners who don't pay attention, uh, Shane watched our, the movies out of order. Yeah. And so he's actually like reverting back to his Last Crusade notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've he's had watched Temple bit. of Doom. More well, it, is, it is this movie, right? But also in chronological order, this is the second one. Yeah, where he's like, uh, he's like Nazis hate those guys. Yeah, Nazis, I hate these guys. That's this. Yeah. That's one of my favorite lines from like any of the movies. But like when he's digging into the ten, the X, like I like when he. So if you if you pay attention. In his class, he goes, X never marks the spot. That's not a yeah. thing that happens. And then, obviously, the Roman numeral 10 is, like, the way yeah. to fucking get into it. That, like, that's funny to me. But then, the, I don't know if I'm a child. Like, I don't know what it was. But, like, when he was doing the thing where he's, like, slamming into the ground, and the guy's stamping the <laughs> book so and funny, looking man. at the stamp, I laughed out loud, and I've seen the movie five times. Yeah. No, that's, like, a well-executed dumb joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But... But all I was thinking the whole time is like, how did you not notice when you walked up to that spot? Yeah, the that big it's a fucking giant, X. It's a giant X on the floor. <laughs> I guess it's one of those things where you're not, it's not where you expect it to be. And it's just all about perspective from a different angle. And I don't then, know. There's and then, crazier things that have happened in these movies. So if we continue on with this scene, they, they, they go underground. Uh, Elsa sees the thing on the wall and he goes, that's the Ark of the Covenant. And she goes, he, she goes, are you sure? And he goes, yeah, I'm pretty sure. And that is another like solid, just little subtle line that I was a big because it, that, like you said earlier, this is the movie where Spielberg goes back to like this is what this is what worked, this is what's right, mm-hmm. and so like they don't ever reference Temple of Doom as, as much as I'd love to see short round here. Yeah, that's what... but they reference Raiders of the Lost Ark a lot. Mm-hmm. Conceivably, this is the furthest along that he's been because like this is. Now, chronologically, the third movie, even though it's, it is third and coming out, it's the third movie in the it, order of it, things that he's done, too, because it was Temple, then Raiders, and this. And it takes place three years after Raiders, but he looks about ten years older. Harrison Ford has fun. Uh, yeah. I had a, a note about the very next scene when they actually, like, when he breaks open the floor and they go So, down. I think we could spend easily about an hour and a half yeah. on what, this entire that, scene. That one in part, the, they fall in... The petroleum. In, they, he's, yeah... He's like petroleum jelly, and then he, he wraps the rag in he it. Doesn't say jelly. What a fucking petroleum, petroleum whatever. And he, he <laughs> wraps the. He's like, oh my god, this it's covered in KY everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> he wraps the rag in it, and he makes a torch. 
He's covered in that shit. Wouldn't he set himself on fire so when he lit the torch? It's got to be a mix of petroleum and water because when they light the thing up, they can go under it. Yeah, that's why I was confused. Uh, I just, said well, the, the two liquids wouldn't mix, but the biggest problem there is when he's walking with the torch, you can constantly see like just embers falling off of it into yeah. what would be the petroleum sitting on top of the water. So yeah. they would have already been in an inferno of you know this underground it's, tube. It's, as soon as he lit the match i was like yeah he would have burst into flame he drops that they're fucked and i also said does this top the creepiness of the bugs yes the creep- you always need a room full of creatures or it's not in the ed jones movie do you remember what he says when the rat falls on him he goes oh rats <laughs> <laughs> he has a couple of great lines Such like like you said line. earlier where he's like nazis i hate those guys and i'm like oh rats oh so rats. he's just so deadpan to me, yeah, that's, that's, can pull it off. that's indie. To me, that's like indie. Yeah, it's place. indie, but it's also like I like I'm completely convinced that that's Harrison Ford. Like that wasn't written. It was just Harrison Ford probably be like this would be funny to me. So this scene is unique too because they initially had um, Amanda Radstan or Radman. She was initially cast as the indie's female Elsa co-star. She was Elsa, and she couldn't do. She was so creeped out and stressed out about the rats, and. Um, I- I think that's what creates like. Andy doesn't. Andy doesn't get fucked with the rats. Elsa has them like fucking biting at her and freaking out at it. Like I, I wouldn't want to be Elsa that. in my life. And that's I think why this is creepier to me than because the rats are worse. I've heard. I, I've seen uh, Two Face, Two Furious. I know what happens when the you heat the rats up and put it on somebody's tummy. Yep. Um. So then we, we get along, and they, they obviously get through the tunnel. Hold on, before we get to that, arc. very quick note. When they walk up to the, the grave, right, Elsa takes her jacket off. There's no reason for her to take her jacket off. So My, she actually gets like more covered in whatever the we decided this liquid is by trying to take her jacket I know, off. Right. To, to go back to your whole point about the people in white are the bad guys, she's wearing like black and white stripes when she takes the jacket off and and like as much as it's obvious the turn that's coming that she's like i mean even they call her fraulein constantly it wasn't obvious german in these movies but like but it's it's like they're saying look she's playing both sides when she's wearing the black and white yeah that's spielberg and that's lucas like there's no in between with those two oh yeah it's it's a movie like like they they make a great story like all the breadcrumbs and stuff they leave even like you guys were saying, we're connecting this movie to the first movie. I just mean like uh, if you're watching a Spielberg or a George Lucas movie, colors are big. Like if they, if they decide that people who are wearing white are good and people who are wearing black are bad or vice versa, they don't deviate from that. So like, and that's a good. I didn't pick that up, but like Spielberg saying she's wearing black and white, it's like she is easily the most confusing character in this in this movie because. The entire movie, you don't you sexually know. Frustrated. Well, that too, but you don't know where she lies. You know, she sheds. She's she's good. Then she's bad. Then she's yeah, good. Then she's, she's bad. Just, and obviously, she has one goal in mind. It's just the 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 cup, and she doesn't give a shit what side she's on. No. But, so they um, so they jump. They they get out. They find the shield. How did they not burn? I understand they go underneath it. But air then, pocket. Still. So they go under the water, which saves them from the fire, I, and then they go into the air pocket that's created by the tomb, so that, that they can which that makes sense in my head. But I, that that was also the same thought process that the entire thing was 
petroleum. No, well, that was my mentality. Is that it's got to be a mix. And Bryce said that earlier. Like, you don't have oil on t- like oil right, and water yeah, are going to separate. Top, yeah. So like he, they created the air pocket, which that actually no it, that that, that in my sense. head made sense. Like the the flames that engulf that entire underground tomb would suck all of the oxygen oxygen out of it, and the two of them would both suffocate. Right. Yeah, but this isn't NASA. This is Indiana Jones. So. Let's not worry I about just would that. like to know Neil deGrasse Tyson's take yeah. on this movie. We'll, we'll bring you back <laughs> for our Apollo 13 viewing. Yeah. Um, I know you guys would never do Apollo 13. You'd more likely to do Armageddon. I wish we could do Armageddon. I could do Ar- That's a fucking... Anybody want to listen to a 16-hour podcast? <laughs> it's me next? talking about Armageddon. Uh, but th- let's jump ahead. Uh, my thing is, okay, so the thing <laughs> catches on fire. The bad guys do it. How they, did they know that they escaped? They, they set it on fire... But they run out of the they run out of the library knowing that they oh they rats man rats always escape so whatever they have the big chase scene with the cliff the Brotherhood of the Cruciform Sword is what they're called right so so did anyone else like I don't know if I registered like when I saw this movie first or if I saw the Mummy before I saw this movie which is a possibility is that the same dude Brendan Fraser Mummy. It just made me think of the guy from those movies. He like respects Brendan Fraser because they have a similar tattoo that marks him as I'll a protector of artifacts or something. I'll pull the picture. But essentially, off. this guy belongs to an ancient order that is meant oh, to protect. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about these Egyptian artifacts, or or keep the mummy from being resurrected in yeah. the same way that uh-huh. he's meant to protect. You know, dude, the, it's absolutely. It's not the same guy, but it's the same fucking character. Which the is same archetype of this the same thing exists. that I said. Like it's very clear that even more so than Raiders, I think National Treasure kind of pulled from Last Crusade with like figuring out the puzzles and like this is going to get you to this. Yeah, it's a tra- like, it's a treasure. One of the other things that I had, which is key to the plot, they're in they're immersed underwater under this petroleum petroleum water whatever you have it, and the water and, and the paper that he carved that he etched the rest of the it's stone fine, in it's fine. is completely fine. I'm like, that shit would have been fucked. That is light paper. That shit would have been totally fucked. But also, I mean, we're talking about there's gods and shit, so I'm sure there's indestructible paper. Let's fast forward all the way through. Indiana Jones love scenes are the worst fucking love scenes they're in that, cinema. They're that... every. I feel like every... Kissing scene in Indiana Jones is like Harrison Ford has never kissed a well, woman before. Well, it's that it's that big embrace. It's that old school style of film that <sighs> just that weird. Spielberg and Lucas love. It's like they're trying to eat each other's face. My it's horrible weird. to watch. Indy love scenes suck. Always. Period. He didn't have consent, verbal, written, or implied. Because when he first kisses Elsa. He just says like "fuck it" and he grabs her and, he, and that, like that that which shit don't would, fly in twenty twenty, bro. Which would be described as a dogging. Yeah. My question would be: Who flips faster, uh, Elsa or the ancient protect protector of you know the uh, cup? Because basically, that guy like they chase him, they end up on the boat together, and all of a sudden, there's like this mutual respect, and he's like, "Oh, you guys are fun. You go have you go get it." <laughs> and then he just kind of wanders off, like, with a smile on his face. Oh, I and thought then, you were talking about the actual, like, fucking guy from the Knights Templar who tries to swing his sword once, and he's just like, oh, you beat me, here's my no, sword. That, that guy's just, like, 700 years old and just so done with. Now, the dude from the Cruciform Sword or whatever, yeah, he definitely... Yeah. But he, I guess, 
I think his respect is like, you could have killed me. And you yeah, really but just. Both were like, they were literally just trying to kill each other. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, oh, okay, you keep doing what you're doing, even though it's my entire life's goal to stop Yo, keep from keep you. grinding, bro. Keep grinding. Yeah. Um, so then again, obviously, the Nazi, they go to the, the castle, the Nazis show up. All right, I like this a lot. Harrison Ford's Scottish accent is fucking awful. That gun and cut a sniffle. Are you expected? Do not take that tone with me, my good man. Now battle off and tell Baron Brunwell that Lord Clarence MacDonald and his lovely assistant... Are here to view the tapestries. Yeah, it's right? Yeah. And that is funnier to me, considering that Sean Connery is playing his father. So, I feel like that must have been, like, uh, on the, uh, like, while they were filming thing they figured out. Exactly. It was, like, Harrison Ford making fun of Connery's accent or attempting to do a Scottish accent. Oh, let's put that in the movie. The Scottish the accent that, was funny. Like, allegedly, uh... Alan Rickman was doing his American accent on the set of Die Hard, and that's when they were like, "Oh, we need to put that in the movie." And that's, and that's how why that you whole see American on the phone. In. Also, as they walk into the castle, he grips Elsa up really fucking hard again, like he's a big time gripper upper. So then he goes through the window. He fucking rescues Sean Connery, and I and think that's gets, probably what we're getting right. He gets hit over the head with a vase that would knock anybody else out in the movies. Uh, but yeah, then we go to. Probably one of the funniest aspects of the film that they yeah. both have fucked the same girl. Before even that, Sean Connery very quickly drops, or Harrison Ford drops a very funny line where he goes, I thought you were one of them. And Harrison Ford very suddenly goes, Dad, they come in through the doors. Yeah. And, Har- and Sean Connery goes, Good point. Yeah. Like that's very subtle. Very, like that, this is one of the. Probably the funniest. Ha- Indiana Jones in my eyes. It is. Like, Sean Connery has a couple of great comedic moments, because then later when they're tied to the chairs, and he's supposed to be burning the rope, and he drops it, (laughs) and he just goes, uh, Junior, the rug is on fire. And then he just (laughs) continues to narrate the things that are burning. Like, the chair is on fire. The tapestry's on fire. Like, that in no way is helping the situation, but it's just, Sean Connery's not used to being in these situations. So he's just giving indie play-by-play of, like, these are the things that are now yeah. burning as the entire room around them is on fire. <laughs> I, I, I agree that that scene is, is great, and especially with the rotating doors. But um, I just want to point out, like I said before, it's, it's you have, have somebody it. like Sean Connery that doesn't show up until the 48-minute mark of a film, so halfway through the movie. And I just think that it's, it's, it's fucking Sean Connery. But, I mean, it all makes sense. It's all planned out really well. It's, it's paced really well. Um, so, it's executed to perfection almost. But it is just one of those things where, like, oh, wow. You know, it, he does, really doesn't show up till half the movie. But, so, like, you said, they both had sex with the same girl. Is their name? Like, I know Eskimo brothers were, like, two people that hooked up with the same person. Is their name for a father and son duo of that sort? Well, he would be... His Eskimo father, I guess. But they would still technically be Eskimo brothers. Yeah. Um, I didn't look it up. I didn't go on. I mean, I'm sure we could go on uh, Urban Dictionary, Urban Dictionary and find this, but I, I wanted to save this we for call, the They call that the Jones Special. That's what it's called. Um, the Joey Jones Special? The Joey Jones Special. But that line of she talks in her sleep is just great. It, it right. doesn't say much, but it implies everything. So the, the Joneses get out of the fucking castle, right? 
And then we find out that Marcus is with Salah. Salah's back, right? Oh my god, I was so happy to see. But him. so here's the thing, and this yeah, is my fa- this is my, this might be my favorite line in the in the entire movie. Marcus is walking through like the fucking bazaar or whatever you want to call it, and he says something goes water, and he goes, "No, thank you, sir. Fish make love in it." <laughs> and I paused the movie, went back and rewatched it just to make sure I had not ris- misheard what he said. So. That's fucking great. Fish I, I make, I, yeah, he, he refused water because fish have sex in water. Uh-huh. <laughs> beneath Marcus. So one of the one of the main points of uh, Spielberg made to try and give this the same Raiders feel is that he brought back Salah. That was like on purpose to give that same feel of, of Raiders. And but I, it do, it's not a tired character. Every of these things that resemble Raiders of the Lost Ark... You're not like, ah, they say again, you're, you're welcoming in with them with uh, fucking welcome arms after fucking watching Temple of Doom. I loved it. it was, I, sh- I shouted out loud. Um, Gimli. And then the next scene we move into... I well, just had wait, to note before that- we even go, Gimli, Salah gets beat by his own little hidden truck trick. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. That they flip it on them. Because yeah. they did That's that in Raiders. That's the reveal of this movie, yeah. As when it when it went the other way, and Salah just sees like his reaction he's to like, ah just, fuck like it's, that's exactly yeah. what I was like ah you got me yeah um, like he's not like mad or panicked or he's just like ah shit yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like oh he just shows up out of nowhere and then disappears but um I did, my next note was honestly just Sean Connery is such a delight it's just he fit so well into this story that they created and. You know, I don't know if it goes to the writing or, or the acting, but I just fucking love Sean Connery. I've never seen something with Sean Connery and been like, that's garbage. Like, everything has been so good with him, and he was a perfect fit with Indy, and him and Harrison Ford is just, like, fucking Other great. people would disagree with League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, but I, like I do like movie. that movie. I, I like, like that, that movie. movie. I thought that movie's great. That movie is really good. So my next note is, uh, well, the Joust <laughs> thing when they're escaping and like he's like hitting him like on the dude's on a motorcycle he clearly could get his gun out and get him prior but instead Andy picks up the flagpole and gets him and the Hitler sighting I know giving a very bad Hitler autograph dude I but I wrote down Hitler signing autographs (laughs) that was so funny (laughs) Um, Brian we're at about halfway through the film at this point is there anything about this movie that you like more than Raiders at like this point? Like, is there anything like, wow, or you just like, this has the same feel. This is the same type of, of movie. This is what I, this is what I like about Indy. Is there anything I like more than Raiders or just like, or just generally, in, just like in general, like, like anything that calls out that you think that they did in Raiders, but they executed even better in uh, the last crusade. I mean, I don't know that like they executed better. I like they when they make the callbacks, or like when they are, like like we were saying, it's the same style of mo- of movie. So when they call back to Raiders, is great. When they make the jokes like these, uh, the Ark of the Covenant on the wall, and then he says, she says, "Are you sure?" And he says, I'm "Pretty sure." Yep. And you know, like when stuff like that happens, or when like the truck gag that we were just talking about, yeah. which is like a very silent movie type of, you know, yep. guy wanders into a, a, something that looks like a building and turns into a truck, and they drive off. Like, I just, I think that stuff works really well in the way they reference it to the original movie. I love the, like, example, like what Bob just said, the, the jail scene, which throws it back to some of the cheesy aspects of, cheesy fight stuff in Raiders. I um, think, and while I was watching Last Crusade, is that, like, as much as, Last Crusade might be my favorite indie movie, but Last Crusade doesn't it, exist without 
Raiders. Do you know what I mean? Like, you well, I mean, have to know like, Raiders to, like, appreciate Last Crusade. It's just like a new hope with Empire. Mm-hmm. I used to think the same thing where I thought, like, Last Crusade was my favorite. But now I don't know. Having watched all three of them recently, like, it's hard to say. Well, you know, the three original. I'm not, I'm not saying Crystal Skull. It's hard to say. It's hard to put this above what Raiders. You- like, they, they, they're, like, comparable. I think that's I my wanna, thing. I like, want to save this for the end. Uh this discussion of right. which one's better. So we'll come back to this. But, but so, yes, put, we'll put a pin in it. So let's jump back. to, they go, Adolf's fucking signing autographs like a fucking Disneyland character. I completely... <laughs> yeah, that, that moment is like too Forrest Gumpy for me, where it's just like, well, yeah, now right? Indiana Jones is at a Nazi rally. It didn't. And it's like, well, now let's have him interact with Mussolini. <laughs> and it, 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 it just didn't jump around. And, it really, to me, it just didn't fit. It felt out of it. It felt like a quick just... Take, okay, and I feel like Spielberg, no, like not to be a dick, but like Spielberg being a person who's very interested in in the Holocaust Nazis. and he Nazis, Nazis and like World War Two. I, I wouldn't say he loves Nazis. big Nazi, big Nazi fan. I feel like his whoever he casted for Hitler was not a great fucking role. Like that, was, I was he like looks that. Like Mance, I literally was like that guy's fucking Hitler. He looks like Mance Raider. But so like whatever, let's push past that. That. I mean, you're not going to cast the handsome Hitler if you're not a fan of Hitler. It's true. Like, true. it's not like he's, he's going out there. But like, I would want like the, the biggest... I, I want Taika Waititi to somehow so be Hitler. So, I want to jump forward to possibly my favorite scene in the entire film, which is when they're on the blimp. There's, 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 there's like it's so a Zeppelin. Many... Yes. It's a, it is a Zeppelin. A classic Zeppelin comedy. The no ticket line is my favorite line in the entire That's movie. That's what I read. Yeah, I love it. Well, no ticket. So, I love the no ticket line. But I'm pretty sure I knew it first from Dogma. I, th- I did too. Train, I did too. And Silent Bob, as one of his few lines, Just throws no uh, ticket. I believe Matt Damon off the train, and then says no ticket to the actual passengers. Which that's my. Favorite. And for some reason, it, it didn't. Re- I mean, I knew it registered to me as like a reference, but I couldn't quite place it. And then seeing this again, you're like, oh shit, yeah, that's that's where this comes from. That's where what he's using, which I think. Uh, Kevin Smith does a lot where he references, well, I mean, he references a lot of movies, but I think he references these uh, Indiana Jones movies a lot in his films. For sure. It's something like he grew up. Yeah. So. I agree. We have the no ticket scene, which I just, I personally just love so much. And then the entire conversation between Indy and um, his dad while they're sitting there uh, before they jump onto the airplane, but. Can, the line, uh, the the line, ships that pass in the night is fucking gold. It's a it's a great line. Just hear it from your father. It's a great line as far as like yeah, two people had sex with the same person. It's not a great line for your father to be saying to his son. No, and it it just cracks me up. But um, a fun fact about that that scene is that Connery and Harrison Ford both filmed that entire scene pantless. They didn't wear pants. Yeah, I I saw that too. They said it was like too hot or something. Were they actually in a Zeppelin? Like why? They were, wherever they were filming, they said it was so hot. Yeah, okay. Next time things are hot in my life, I'm just going to take my pants off and see how that goes for me. Well, mine are off right now, so. Yeah, well, it's not even that hot. My question is, which one of them do you think went pantsless first? Oh, it was was, uh, Connery. Definitely. So so then is is it like that Harrison Ford takes his pants off because... He's in competition with Connery, or because he's trying to make Connery more comfortable because they're sitting at a table. Like, which is I it? think. Is I think like, well, if I'm, I'm Harrison, your balls out. I'm gonna sit your balls out. If I'm Harrison Ford and Sean Connery takes his pants off, I go fuck that. I'm taking my pants off too. 
Yeah, I mean Connery he's, is the original. That's uh, James Bond. He's that's he's fucking James, James Bond. Bond. Like he's yeah. the original. Hint you might be man. James Bond, but I'm fucking Harry. I'm yeah, I'm Han Solo. Oh, you're not. And gonna, I'm Indiana Jones. Guess what? My parents are coming yeah, off too. You're, you're not going to Connery that, me. I'm Harrison Ford. I just yeah. like to imagine that in a bunch of the James Bond movies where you can only see Sean Connery from the waist up, he's just fully going John Krasinski from Some Good News, and he has on like <laughs> boxers or whatever uh, under the frame. So let's jump let's jump forward a little bit. We have the the airplane scene that is just natural Joe Jones nonsense. Yes, but can I ask this question? And I I don't know if this is true or not. And I'm I didn't look it up again. And if either either of you have the answer, or any of you have the answer, I guess either is two people. Do blimps always have a plane attached to the bottom? And if so, they only have one. Or I thought that zeppelins. Was, I thought that was weird too. Yeah. Like, is that like, a real thing? Or was that just, like, a stretch? Does was, anybody know? Were, was, were they already in the plane? Like, how would you get from the Zeppelin to the plane if it was They kind of, like, like climbed down they climbed into the down, plane. Yeah. Like, that, the like Zeppelin... Like, it was like a, the plane was outside of the Zeppelin, but yeah. I don't know if that's a real thing just, that exists or I, not. It's like an escape, escape pod, basically. Exactly. Does I anybody know, know if that's real? I have no idea. Have we'll no have idea. to look into it. All right. Um, but the other note I had is that both Jones always screw up. You know, uh, his dad shoots the tail of the of the airplane. Love it. And just, they just always happen to screw up and and make things somewhat worse. Um, as we'll see later in the film, where they also make things better at the same time. Well, that's what's interesting about Sean Connery being James Bond is that in this movie, like anything violent is completely out of his wheelhouse. <laughs> so anytime you put him in a situation with weapons or anything, he just seems so thrown. Mm-hmm. And you're like that guy's fucking James Bond. Yeah, yeah. that dude. That dude's killed. I love killed him. So I love people. him as James. His James Bond movies are. So I think good. I, I, if there's anything I would take out of <laughs> the Last Crusade, I think though it would be the airplane scene. Yeah, it it's just it was long. Like it was kind of drawn out. Uh, I so, do love. Uh, I I I wrote down dumbass plane pilot, but I don't remember why I wrote that. I'm assuming maybe when he went through the tunnel. But yes. Oh yeah, he looks. He looks at him. Yes. He's, he's flying through the tunnel. He looks over, and then he explodes. Why did he try to fly through that? Like, what was he doing? The airplane scene is, like, the only thing that connects this movie to uh, Temple of Doom when uh, Connery asks if he fly, if he can fly, and he says, I forget what he says, something like He says, I can fly, like but that. I can't land. Yeah, so, like, in the previous movie, when they're on the plane and the guy, the pilot parachutes off. Mm-hmm. And she goes, hey, can you fly? And he's like, no. But And then he starts trying to just figure it out. So, like, he has, he, it's just setting up, like, oh, he has, you know, that one time of experience. He has modern right? experience from that time he jumped out I, of a plane in a life raft. I really enjoyed the summer. Oh, yeah, the plane's not uh, sinking. It's crashing. <laughs> I really enjoy the subtle throwbacks to the other films yeah. and stuff. And it's not, like, a huge deal, but if you've seen them, you get it. Um so my next note is Henry takes out a Nazi pilot with an umbrella and some birds. <laughs> Great scene. <laughs> and he goes with the umbrella and then he comes back with it on and he quotes whatever poet he quotes. And it's just like, oh yeah. And that's like goes back to what you were saying about him being James Bond. It's like this dude is not fucking James Bond anymore. He's literally the opposite of James Bond. <laughs> like, he's such a nerd. Um, then, 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 uh, then I wrote down triple kill. When I, I'm jumping fully forward to the bulldozer scene, because I don't have really anything, no, any other notes. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't have any until the tanks. I have. Well, I mean, the, the else is there too. Uh, so we're at the point where uh, the bad well, guys have all showed up, and else is there, and she calls out, "Oh, that's definitely Jones." So does anybody have anything to call out from the entire bulldozer scene, other than like the cheesy fight things, or why didn't he just let go of his bag? Uh, no, the fact that dying? I have my biggest thing was that fucking Indy on his horse. Grabs the rock and hits him with a fucking straight up Beverly Hills cop yep. banana in the tailpipe. <laughs> I'm just fucking put this yeah. shit in there. And it's gonna back, back a banana. What do you mean banana and tailpipe? And it fucking blows up in his face, and the whole thing goes from there. And then why couldn't fucking Salah grabbing the five camels is fucking gold too. I love make up for the for, make up for yeah, the uh, for my brother's car. car. Henry Henry Jones, like Sean Connery. Is like trapped on the tread of the tank mm-hmm. when Indy just rolled off of it real fast. I'm like, dude, just roll to your right. Like, just roll three fucking feet to your right, and you're not well, on I, there anymore. I had something to say about the tank because that that's to me that's like classic Indy. How he's like, oh, don't worry, we're much too far for them to be able to hit us, and then like the <laughs> truck explodes yeah. behind him. <laughs> what? Yeah, like what I like with that scene. Uh, example, you're like, why doesn't he just roll to his right? That's classic. Like it's just old serial. Like what they were going for. I um, did say, sure. I did say, even if it's Indiana Jones, you're not just eating shovel shots like that. Because the fucking Nazi general or whatever, it just wails on his hand with a shovel. And he just goes, ah, and then it grabs back on. And I'm like, no, nah, dude, that shit's broken. Like, that fucking hurts. I really enjoy this scene. I think it's a really good, yeah. well-executed action scene. It's got good comedy. Um, it's incredibly lo- drawn out, so that was a long pile of land they were going on. To- you know that that like running gag that movies used. It's called the Wilhelm screen, where it's like like all the Star Wars movies use it. Like, in- insert a clip of it here. <coughs> when he- when the the truck gets shot, you hear it, and then like the very next scene they use it again. So I wrote down back to back Wilhelm screen after tank shot. <coughs> the the screen. So it's it's from like an old old Western movie. Okay. Um, and it's like a running gag that movies will put it in. Here, you'll, you'll know when I play it. Yeah, it's like a... Uh, uh, like someone gets shot or something, or they're, they're falling, and you It's, it's like the most recycled sound effect. Yeah. They, ah? Do yeah. they use that in there? Yeah. Well, after the after the tank is shot, the very next scene, it's like back-to-back scenes, they use it. Okay. Uh, every, mean, every, single, every single Star Wars movie uses it at least once. How about that? That's funny. Right, I, just, like, I know it's, it's kind of out of place... But yeah, I'm gonna... I do love the punching noise that Indiana Jones makes in all of these movies. Mm-hmm. Like anytime there's a fight scene, there's like that. It's like almost cartoony noise. It's like a pow of when he, yeah, like when they're punk, when they're fighting and you hear like his fists make contact. It's it's so ridiculous. It's so unlike any actual sound that would be made, but it works for these movies. Uh, do you have anything to add about the tank scene before we kind of just breeze, breeze through it? Yeah, real quick. This I is... just I wanted to say I, I really like the the like kind of underboss like that villain. Yeah. Because the the main I, I forget his name whatever the, Donovan 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 yeah well, like he's not really the muscle as you saw like established in the beginning like he's like the donor and he's the guy you know pulling the strings or whatever. So it's nice that he has like this kind of bulldog enforcer and it's, it is kind of like the structure of a James Bond film where you have like your main villain and then he has like his, his underling and the femme fatale and all these people yeah, there yeah. to like interact with the, uh, you know, the hero up until the end when they finally face off, which right. I guess they don't really finally face off in this movie, which we'll get to that in a second. Cause I really have a problem with 
the way things go. Me too. Right, so the, let's he has straight. so much time to jump off that fucking tank. So so they go into this giant temple that's built into a into the crescent canyon, which first off I'm like, all right, nobody's fucking seen this place. Like it's pretty obvious. But then they they show the bodies and it makes sense and and all that stuff. And why does Donovan seem to think that Hitler would let him keep the Grail? Yeah, I, like he's I, like, oh, Hitler won't have this. It'll be for me. I'll live what, forever. Yeah, and they don't know the like the restrictions on the Grail at that point. So he seems to think that Hitler's just gonna f- front all this and then be like, yeah, you can take that cup with you. I don't care about what, that. What I love is too is he's like, why are you so fixated on a Nazi? I'm like, dude, you're still a Nazi. Yeah, you're like, working <laughs> for the Nazis. <laughs> I was like, uh, this it was just crazy. My exact note: Why does Donovan seem to think that Hitler would keep let him keep the Grail? Dude's a dick. Just yeah. shooting people all willy-nilly is exactly what I wrote. <laughs> because then he shoots fucking Henry in the stomach like a like, real piece of shit. Which he lets him bleed out. That's just, This is like 20 minutes. This I go I go scene scenes. by scene here. So this is the best way to do this. So the first one is, the first step in this is the only the penitent, penitent, penitent man will pass. Which is where the saws come out, right? And I said, Neil, motherfucker. But also... Then a fucking saw comes out of the floor straight up. Uh-huh. So even if I was kneeling, I just fucking get hit by that bad guy. Mm-hmm. Luckily, Indy does the fucking ninja roll, and he's fine. So even, I don't know how penitent you have to be to think to kneel and then do a ninja roll. Like, I don't know what God wants of all of us, but that, that, that's crazy to me. So, um, Shane, and, and, and Brian, too. Uh, what, and it's happening during this same scene that I found incredibly interesting... Um, not interesting, but I, I just I actually really liked it. I said, when Indy is repeating the same same phrases as his dad at the same exact time, I just found that very cool. It's a, it's a good way to show that they've connected, that they've grown, that they've bonded. What are your guys' thoughts on that? Uh, if Shane, you want, or Brian, or Shane, whatever, who wants to start? Honestly, let, let Brian take it, because honestly, I fucking forget. Because uh, I watched this movie last week, thinking that because it was, it was not movie. the Temple of Doom. <laughs> so yeah, and I just I ran out of notes, so I'm just kind of I'm just kind of used to this. I point. mean, it was, I got a bunch. It it was fine for me. I uh, like I like them him him repeating it as at the same time, like they're both trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like it it works, I guess. But yeah. earlier in the film, Connery was saying, you know, like they needed the book because he didn't remember. And now without the book, he can like recite all these things from memory. And then it, it's not like he's helping him solve. Like if he shouted out or whispered, you know, what you're supposed to do. And then someone else shouted to Indy. Like it just is, it just kind of connects them, which is fine. Like it, it works fine for me. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. I like the I idea. Take that, it or leave it. I like the idea that the Jones boys were on the same, same yep. like yep. wavelength. Where well, it's yes. like, all right. Like, well, yeah, of course they're on the same wavelength. They have the same type of women. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I just like, think it's like, a cool when he says cool like show in Latin, Jehovah starts with an I. Yeah, and then Indy isn't there yet because obviously Henry's been spending his whole life researching this. So Indy steps on the J and then like gets mad at himself, like oh, in Latin, Jehovah starts with an I. I like that part of it, which at the same yeah, time, to, as, I was gonna say that works because it just seems like something that like from the beginning of the movie where he's making him count in Greek. Like, something he would have buried into his head. Like, so it's almost like, you know, a childish mistake to Sean Connery that he expects him to make. And that's why I like, love the be- the beginning of this movie, because it explains why he's so smart. It explains why 
Andy knows the weird fucking shit that he knows. But also, yeah, that's that's why I am forcing my son to learn to count in Greek. Right? You now. should, but even though he's not capable of saying any words at fifteen uh, months old, he said some things. Which I also like to see that, like, it it for that that split second added that oh man maybe Andy's not going to do this. That's just that split second of, of yeah when when I when, mean you when you're watching right he's going to fucking. But when it. Henry says it first and you're, mm. it's almost like yeah I know what you're saying like it's that that little decision like it, does Andy know that like yeah. you know what I mean and you know he does but at the same time it's like does Andy know that Jehovah starts for nine? My thing with the Word of God is when you have to spell Jehovah has nobody made it past the Saul's ever, and if so like it's amazing he did. Who replaces the stones? Because <laughs> he steps on the J, but yet there's a full path that were there. So like that guy, I would that, imagine the old guy who's trapped in there. Yeah, so he's has, got a lot just of comes time. out and like like a custodian, just like oh, you didn't make it, Sonny, and he just like fixes up the next one. Another dead body. <laughs> I don't know what that accent was. Like my that. my question, yeah, that was that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> My thing is, what I would love, I mean, it doesn't work for the movie. Like, I, I like that you walk in and watch, walk in with Indy and everybody, and you see the, that guy get his head chopped off. <clears throat> but you see there's already people in there, and that Donovan is just taking, like, you're the next volunteer, like, just throwing these bodies on the flames, basically. Where it's like, we're not trying to figure out what's going on. He's just going to keep oh, you're next. this basic wood chipper and letting them get grinded up. And not learning anything from you, it. You'd think they send a couple guys in at a time. Be like, hey, look at what happened to the guy before you. Right. Or even just like send a guy in and just yell. Like have him yell out what's happening. So that you can try and work out what you need to do. It's hard I'm getting sluts. Yeah, it's hard to yell when you yeah. ain't got no head. Or like, giant blade. He's like, don't um, kneel. Do a ninja roll. Yeah. So then, <laughs> kneel, but then into the ninja roll. So after he, it's the leap of faith, which I find so cool. This, this it's, whole scene is I so love cool. the scene. I, I've always liked this scene. In my head, I remember Indy jumping. Him putting his head, his leg up at a perfect 90 degree angle and then stepping forward. I, f- I don't fuck with that at all. <laughs> That's well, my that, biggest that issue. Absolutely, it perfectly re- recreates the, the drawing that he has in the book and from the, the grail paintings and the mythology. Does? Like him doing that exact positioning is one of the drawings that was in Connery's book. Okay, that made... Of this guy raising yeah. his leg 90 degrees. I did not know that. so I did not realize that. So now I'm on board. Um, and then we go into the... He makes it through, and we go into the, the optimal scene of the movie. It all happened so quick. I mean, so he walks in, and the the Knight Templar, or whatever he is, the, the third of the three brothers is there, takes one swing at Indy, who ducks... And then basically completely loses balance, and Indy has to like help him stay on his feet. And, like, oh, and at that point, he's like, "You have bested me, sir. Congratulations." <laughs> but like at that point, it's it's like, well, you haven't really won anything. There's a room full of these cups. You still have to figure out. Like it's still on you. So it's it's like the the whole feat of strength isn't really the point based on everything else that's happened. Like it's not like you were out there and you had to. You were running like American Ninja Warrior to get into this right. this tomb or this cavern or whatever. So it is still like you know he has to do the whole thing is is your faith and and using your wit to to get to uh, basically complete the final challenge. So it doesn't. I mean, I get why that guy's there to as a a stand in for you know a physical guard of 
the grill, but it, it doesn't bother me that he's like this 900-year-old man who can't fight anything, can hardly lift his sword. <laughs> I love it. He's like, oh, it's yours. But I enjoy this where she, you, you obviously know when she gives him the grill what she's doing. Um, See, this is my problem, is they get there. I get that Donovan isn't as well-versed in the grail lore and everything, but he's the reason they're going after the grail. Maybe he just wants the glory or he just wants to live forever. But my problem is, why would you let her choose the grail for you? Why doesn't she drink it? Like, if she's going to choose, she can drink it herself. And then everything Donovan's done up until now with the volunteers and everything, like, if she's going to pick it, go ahead and let her drink from it. They say earlier in the movie, Donovan isn't there, for the record, but when they're still at the castle, uh, the, one of the Nazis says, like, whatever the doctor says. So it's, like, with this idea that, like, whatever she says goes, I think they kind of established that earlier. So I think Donovan just implies that she's smarter than him. Yeah, but, but based on everything that's happened so far in the movie, like, she doesn't have much more knowledge of it than he does as far as figuring out ultimately like she needed to bring Donovan know that though the original Dr. Jones and then Indiana Jones just to get as far as they got. So you're standing in there with her and Indiana Jones and she goes, Why don't you let me decide? I'd be like, no, he's she's choosing. Yeah, but she's good looking. And then let him drink from it. If it kills him, what does it matter? True. I just like how it's this entire movie for uh, final three minute scene where it's just like must be he's like this is the the cup of a carpenter and they figure it out but I would like to actually point out all right so hold on because here are my notes and I'm a very I'm a big fan of what I did with these notes here and Shane has enjoyed them as well so as Indy comes into the scene I wrote old ass night which we all know who that is then I write <laughs> which is my favorite Martin Lawrence movie yes <laughs> <laughs> then I write Elsa is a good Nazi. Mm-hmm. And then I write, old ass Donovan. <laughs> but as if I was interpreting, like, that's how I think Martin Lawrence would interpret the movie, actually. Did anybody else think when Donovan was turning old that he looked like Christopher Lloyd? Yes, 100%. Yeah. He looks like he's inventing a DeLorean. Yeah, he looked. Yeah, like- when he drank from that grill that turned out to not be holy, he saw some serious <laughs> <laughs> So then, obviously, Andy picks the right grill, right? Yeah. I have some issues medically with what goes on. They got to take that bullet out of Sean Connery. Like Henry Jones isn't going to heal with a bullet, and infections are going to happen. Well, here's what I have to say: it's the cup of Christ. So I think some. Uh, last time I checked, I understand that Christ died for our sins. Uh, if that's what you believe in, how do you know the bullet's still in him? Maybe it went through and through. I, well, they they're not they're not dealing with a wound in the back there, Shane. Maybe they're only they, worried about maybe one Maybe they dug it out of him. Well, he did all this time. But all I'm saying is, Christ didn't die by a bullet wound. He died by crucifixion. And that dude got fucking shot. That's what they want you to believe. It's how quickly it healed and it foamed that it disintegrated the bullet. That's what I'm going with. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. All right, and then it gets very quick, right? The whole place fucking starts to blow up because Elsa tries to leave. Elsa could have easily grabbed that cup and she knocks it down the crack. Like the dude says, you can't take this out. And she's like, I'm taking it out. She's obsessed. Well, yeah, she she literally does the one thing he just told you not to do. But then when she's dangling there over the cliff and he's saying, Elsa, let it go. It's like, clearly Disney's Frozen is stolen from this movie. <laughs> let it go. Can't hold it back anymore. Let it go. Let it go. Turn away and slam the door. Then 
obviously, Junior, let it go. And he saves him, and then they ride off into the sunset, uh, and that's the end of The Last Crusade. Now, no, it's not, because here's my thing. The ending sucks. not super climactic, because they don't even get the growl. Well, they end on the joke of where, what's his name? The I can't think of the guy's name. Uh, is, oh, is it's Marcus, them Marcus, off. Marcus. Marcus is leading them off. And he goes, follow me, boys. And then you and know, he's like falling Connery off says, the horse. Yeah. And Connery says he got lost in his, he got lost in his own museum. Right. And it's like, yeah, like yeah. this is the guy you want. But like, you. but that's the big ending. Like what's the ending? Is it just peace of mind? Like you just took me on a two hour journey to get like at least Raiders of the Lost Ark. The, the the Ark of the Covenant ends up in some random fucking like shipment warehouse. You're gonna you you mean to tell me that building didn't collapse on itself? It just kind of started to like earthquake inside. Mm-hmm. You can't go back in and dig the Ark like dig the Holy Grail back out. But that wasn't the what the point wasn't to get the Grail. Like the point for Henry Jones is to to prove that the Grail exists. So that's what I'm saying. He didn't want anyone having the power of it or anything like that. So he's fine with it just falling. At the end of the day, the the finale, the ending, and at this point, the ending of Indiana Jones for the better part of 20 years is peace of mind. So it's re- resolution of daddy issues. <laughs> okay. The movie centers on the uh, the the Holy Grail, but initially, it was supposed to be the peaches of immortality. And Christopher Columbus wrote, helped write part of that script uh, because of their work together on Goonies. And could you imagine how lame it would have been if they were after the peaches of immortality? I know. I only know one peaches. And, fuck the and they away. fucked the pain away. And that's our closing music it for this be. episode. I would have gone with Peaches by Presidents of the United States of America. But we we could do that as well. But I don't. Do you know Peaches? I'll see what kind of. Uh, this is Indiana Jones and in the Last Crusade. Shane, where do you put this film? Where is it at on your scale? Uh, is it better than one or two? Best movies right. ever. Not even just Indy Jones. First off, I had one scene that I wanted to talk about that I don't think we brought up. Oh, but we Bob, brought up every Bob, Bob was so excited about the end that I couldn't really get it in. Was this from Temple of Doom? No, 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 no. When, when he first climbs in the window when, when his dad is with the Nazis and he goes, uh, he goes, oh, you really think he'd be stupid enough to just bring the book right back here? I think that's just like, perfect indie like he's always always just dumb luck that's what, he, he never actually knows what he's doing that's back to like my note where i said that they always the jones guys always screw yeah, up and it's I just, just perfect indie you're right that's that's one of my so favorite right. scenes from the movie mm-hmm. um as far as where the movie goes I, I don't think i could put this or um arc above one another i i, I would just put them up there together mm-hmm. as the best movie of like the series of ever yeah of all time. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Bob? I think I would get... I think my... It's, it's hard for me. So, like, I said it. I would rather watch The Last Crusade than Ark of the Covenant. Really? If that makes sense. But you can't watch Last Crusade without Ark of the Covenant. It's one of those things where it's like, I've seen Ark of the Covenant. I know what it has to offer. There's aspects of it that I do not like. There's all absolutely scenes in the Ark of the Covenant that I love. But, like, as a movie, as a film, as a two-hour saga... I'll take the two hours of this over that one, but you can't do one without the other. I, so Ark of the Covenant is my one because you need it. 
I can argue that these movies can stand alone. You know though. what's you know what's weird is but that, that, but you don't get all, like this movie's not as good standing alone. No, no, no. that's what I'm getting. At. I I agree that I think I'd rather watch Last Crusade, but I've seen Ark of the Covenant way more Raiders. times. I think it's just out there. Raiders a lot. Yeah, Raiders. Raiders. I don't know why I just keep calling it's, it. It's because it's, it's a plot the entire movie. Whatever. Who um, cares? Brian, what do you think? I mean, I think this. I think Last Crusade is probably the most entertaining of the original three. But I think Raiders of the Lost Ark is the more iconic movie. Not to say that it's not also entertaining. Like, it has all the things that you remember. And like you were, like Bob was saying, where Raiders sets up a lot of the things that happen in this movie. You could certainly watch Last of the, uh, you know, The Last Crusade without knowing or having seen the other movies. But a lot of the things are going to go over your head. Like, when I was watching with my wife, she's like, oh, yeah, I've seen these movies, I think but you might have to explain stuff to me. And then, so then certain references are made and I'd be like, Oh, that, you know, that's referring to Raiders and stuff like that. But Raiders has like more iconic things with like the boulder and things that people really recognize as Indiana Jones. You know, you throw me the whip, I'll throw you the idol, all that kind of stuff. Right. Like in my head though, like the iconic stuff from Raiders. And I agree with you when we've talked about this, but you can sum that up into like eight minutes probably. Yeah. Like the actual iconic scenes of Raiders sums up very small mm-hmm. um and i'm not saying that this has iconic moments but as far as like things i want to watch and i i'm invested in entertained by this is it's it's obvious to me that spielberg more so than lucas he was years later down the line like he understood what made a good movie at this point yeah lucas wrote this though like spielberg made it work yeah. lucas wrote yeah, temple good, of doom too in my head spielberg makes this work because Spielberg allows things to happen. Right. There's 100%, and I don't know what it is, but there's things that happen in this movie that there's no way they scripted that stuff. Well, so you know what I mean? Like yeah. some of the shit that we mentioned today, absolutely not scripted. It's just stuff that they decided on the moment. Like, that's funny. Let's do it. Right. Uh, what I have to say about it is that basically everything the guys have said, I feel like we get we get uh, peak indie in this film. We get a complete, fully realized Indiana Jones, what he is, what he's meant, like... This is Prime Jones, Prime Joe Jones, and I love it. And uh, but I, I have to go with that. I feel like the events in this film flow more together than tell a coherent story over Raiders. But I, Raiders is my favorite indie movie. It will always be my favorite indie movie, and that's where I stand on it. He definitely actually makes a difference in this movie. Like yeah. we, we talked about with Raiders, yeah. where if he's not there. It, it would have just taken the Nazis a little bit longer to find mm-hmm. the Ark. Yeah. Where in this, he actually like does shit that's important. Yeah, he he's, he saves the day. He yes, yeah. um, but I think that's all we got for the Last Crusade. And join us next week when we discuss uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Anything to go? Anything to plug before we go, boys? Uh, same as always. Uh, watch Scrubs and then listen to their podcast because it's go. fantastic. Bob, yeah. same thing. Uh, I really love Herb's potato chips. There you go. Then I was going to say try. without reference, eat potato chips. But, <laughs> so if you're out in public. Wear a mask and don't bring your kids. There you go. All right. Uh, anything else to plug? Any podcast? Anything? Yeah, probably. What are you listening boys? to? What are you listening oh, yeah. to at work right now? Like, what's your go-to? Uh, I listen to lots of stuff. Uh, what do I you recommend look the most forward to? 
previously recorded. What do I look the most forward to? Uh, all fantasy, everything is a great podcast. It's always yep. a lot of fun. My buddy loves it's that. It's a pretty ridiculous a friend of mine conversation. Too. It's actually uh, Joe Arleth, Quizzo Joe's. He will actually, fun uh, fact, he'll be on the Crystal Skull episode. Yes, he will. Quizzo Joe. Well, uh, Brian, I just want to thank you. Uh, as always, you, you, you listen, uh, and you always got good feedback to Bob that he sometimes tells us. We always just... Appreciate anybody who listens, and I appreciate you taking time out on the Thursday night to record until 11 p.m. Uh, to talk about The Last Crusade. Yeah, sorry, this took like five hours. Yeah, um, but we definitely want to have you back uh, when this all corona thing ends. We can do it all in person and, uh, you know, have no have to not worry about uh, technology issues. Have, have him on for like a Nick Cage episode or Nick something. Nick Cage, we've been saying yeah. from the beginning that you, we have a Nick Cage oh, episode prime for you. But remember, yeah, we could do that. Yeah, it'd be perfect. Um, so thanks again for being on. Uh, remember to uh, leave a comment, rate, subscribe, all that fun stuff uh, to previously recorded, and we'll see you next week. Also, as things open up, people need fucking t-shirts. Yeah. Call Jack. If you need a shirt and you don't have one. Hey, call Totally Tees. Go get it done. Yeah, go get it done. All right. Wait, 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 wait.